The following was recorded live on Facebook. Connect with the show at www.facebook.com slash discussing who and join us for future shows. Also, subscribe on the web www.discussingwho.com or subscribe using iTunes. This is episode 37. The hosts have a lot to talk about. Let's get right to it. Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 37 of Discussing Who. It's almost like we've already been discussing because we are live tonight on Facebook. So we've had two or three, well, not two or three minutes. We've had about 30 seconds going so far. But we're back discussing who. And I'm here, as always, with Clarence Brown. How are you, Clarence? I'm doing good, man. Coming off a long week of work and ready to start the weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? I actually thought for a second that it was still Wednesday because I've been thinking about comic books all day. And then I just now realized, <laughs> hey, tomorrow's Friday. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fast approaching. So I'm, I'm taking a little time off. So I have a, a bit of a vacation coming ah, up. So okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Good deal. Good deal. Well, you know, a little time off or a weekend or whatever is always a good thing. So, But anybody listening, here's what we're doing tonight. We are doing a live recording, like I said, on Facebook. Uh, we're doing Facebook Live. So I know you can't, if you're listening to it um, months away, years away, days away, hours away, whenever you're listening to it on however you're listening to us, uh, you can't listen to this episode live. But what you can do is go and see when we do have something posted and if it's on Facebook, we are at facebook.com backslash discussing who. So, Clarence, uh, tell me real quick. I got a quick question for you. What episode number are we on? We're on episode number 37. So do Does you that real- hold any significance to you? <laughs> no, it doesn't really hold any significance. But what the um, interesting thing is in a year which will be the first week of March, is when our first episode went out of last year. Um, We have had at least by March, uh, rolls around first week, we will have had 37 episodes. So I think we did pretty good. Yeah, considering fifty-two weeks in the year, I think we're, we're we trucked it pretty good for the first the first go around. <laughs> yeah, I, I went back and looked, and we had no less than two, but on the average, we had about three episodes a uh, month. And of course, you know, Lee's not with us tonight, but we could not have done those thirty-seven episodes without Lee. So, Lee, you know, we can't wait until you get back. But I do know that Lee is working on his annual. Uh, what is it the 10 minute plays that he does oh yeah and so that's what he's working on now but before we get started on comics i know you and i both listen to the relativity podcast so having said that what did you think of the last episode have you have you listened to it yet uh yes i have and um not to get into many spoilers but the last episode was a lot of uh waiting and anticipation and trying to see uh if the person on the other end was actually <laughs> alive so that that was a lot of fun to see that play out and yeah mr mason continues to go on his journeys yeah he continues to go and i'm sorry you know i mean i know lee is one of us but i've got to give elena jordan 
kudos. I mean, if I had to, no offense, Lee, if you're listening to us, you know, you're still one of us, just like I said, but I've got to give it to Elena Jordan for her portrayal of making the character of Sophia come alive because the, like I said, I don't like, or like you said, don't want to give anything away, but she did a fantastic job in that last episode. Yeah, and a lot of suspense in that episode, and we actually got a, a third actor in this one, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was quite interesting, which I didn't even expect. And um, next time Lee's on, we've got to ask him, who was it? How did they do it? And, um, you know, I'm well, I can't ask what comes next because yeah, that would spoil <laughs> things. But all right. Uh, I know we've got some news, but uh, just kind of give everybody an idea of what we're talking about tonight. We will be talking mostly about comic books, but we've got a little bit of Doctor Who news that I just saw reading um, Facebook while we were getting everything set up, ready to go here. And I was on the Cultum Collective Facebook group, and I saw a post, I believe it was by Dave Cooper, and he made it, or the comment was, it looks like there's some reporting in the UK that class may not be getting a second season. So since uh, we've seen class, what do you think about that? Um, I could see why some, it may be off putting to some people. Um, again, it's, it's more of a Torchwood than it is a doctor who, in my opinion, but that being said, I love Torchwood and I really enjoyed class. Um, and yeah, I just wish they would give it, uh, another go before they decide to can it if that's in fact what's happening uh, just a little disappointing uh, what about you? Well my thought is you know looking at it from the perspective of how they rolled it out and what I mean by rolled it out is they aired it first in the BBC on BBC 3 now up until a couple of years ago BBC 1, BBC 3 were both terrestrial, meaning they were broadcast channels over the air that you watched on your television. BBC 3, on the other hand, in the last couple of years, has become Internet only. So they air it Internet only uh, on Saturday mornings, I believe, and then and that's it. Several months later, they air it in... Uh, you know, at night or whenever they're airing it on TV, on BBC One. So my point that I'm making is, A, UK version has been seen. The people in the US, B, have not seen it. And even back to A, you watched it in such different little pockets. Does that truly give a new series exposure? Or, or are they hurting them, their own selves? Yeah, it does does feel like more of a uh, redheaded stepchild type rollout, which you know we're a lot of mediums are trying to break the barriers of what is a TV show by doing the whole online thing and um, trying to reach a different audience. But that being said, with a property as ripe for for people to actually assume and get involved in as as something as a spinoff of Doctor Who, I think you're kind of doing it a disservice to not. Uh, have it be in America and in the UK at the same time, and maybe even also in the internet if you want to do that, but why do you have to break it up and separate it? I think that's just bad for any show. Um, the the justification may have been they want to get a long tail on it. They want it to last, you know, for a longer stretch of time, because it was only, what, eight, eight episodes? Uh, 
Right, a good episode. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I still think it's kind of a misstep because when some when people really want something, and you know, just by the fact that it wasn't in America at you know from the get go, I think was a huge mistake. All right. So let me pose this question: It will be in America come the fifteenth of April, following Doctor Who at nine p.m. Doctor Who will be on at eight. Uh, central or you know nine eastern eight central and then immediately following that we will have of course um, class now i'm curious to know what will happen if in america the ratings are really high following doctor who um yeah i think it's always a chance for for a show to be revived, um, especially with the way things go in the UK, I think are a lot different than how, how they're handled over here in the US. But um, yeah, I mean, I just hope this story isn't true. Is it? I don't know what source is coming I, from. I think but. it was from the Mirror, which I think is, and I don't want to badmouth a, a um, publication over there, but I think it's kind of something similar. To the Enquirer over here, but I'm not sure. Uh-huh. But, but um, you know, I think it's more of a tabloid publication. Whereas, you know, the, if you read it in the mirror, take it as a grain of salt. Whereas, you know, here, if you read it on the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times, you know, you pretty much know, hey, that's true. But if you read it on um, the National Enquirer or the Daily, whatever, um, you know, it may not be so. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, again, just kind of disappointed with it, but who, who knows what will actually happen when, and when we find out some news on it. And hopefully, the U.S. release of the episodes will will get a little more attention, and hopefully, it'll continue on. Yep. And uh, for those of you listening, when it does come out, we will have a review episode we've actually already recorded it we've just been holding on to it until uh <laughs> class got um to the united states and so we'll either the saturday that it premieres or the saturday in which the uh season finale of class or the series finale whichever one it may turn out being we will post that episode so be looking for that but let's get back, you know, we've talked about Doctor Who, but let's get back to some comic books and let's talk a little bit about something that you put in. You had mentioned Black, not Black Adam, but Black Lightning. So tell me, uh, you know, you mentioned that. So tell me what your question was and we'll go from there. Yeah. Well, actually, I would say that I know nothing about Black Lightning. Uh, I have to give the credit to, I was listening to the uh, uh, friend of the show, the Negro Justice League podcast, and they brought it up. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I had to bring this question to you because I, I, you know, I saw some stories, but I wanted to get it straight from, from the, the, the champ here. <laughs> All right. So tell me what they mentioned. I'm curious to um, well, what they said. Well, they were just basically mentioning mentioning that this is a uh, coming to the CW. They're they're having a show that's going to come to CW, and it may be uh, seem like it's uh, shaping up to be him as an older superhero, kind of uh, nurturing his kids to be a superhero as well. So I don't I don't know the exact details, but um, another thing that was said is that this guy was kind of the, the precursor to a character called Static Shock. 
kind of similar in the same vein. I, I don't ex- know if that's true, but uh, you know, I could see that, and 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 it makes perfect sense. Um, remind me, I've got a question to you about static after we finish talking about Black Lightning. But uh, to answer your question, who is Black Lightning? His name is Jefferson Pierce. Uh, he is, of course, a DC Comics um, superhero. Obviously, you know, he's coming to the CW. My understanding was it was originally looked at by Fox and that Fox passed on it and the CW took, you know, t- you know took it, which I think in the end it's probably a good thing. My only question is where are they going to put it? You know, are you, you've already got, yeah. uh, you know, four shows or, and you're now about to have a fifth one. Where are you going to fit it into your, you know, your overall? Um, to kind and of, I guess get, I should ask: This is is this a DC property, right? Yes, it is a DC property. He was a member, most notably, for a team called the Outsiders. And in the eighties, Batman created his own team, and it was called Batman and the Outsiders. And Katana, oh. who you met in uh, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad, was a member of the Outsiders. There was a girl named Halo. There was another, I think she was a vampire uh, named Looker. There was uh, Metamorpho and Black Lightning. Now, Hmm. I think um, when he was created was in the 70s where any superhero pretty and and any much a superhero that was male and who was African-American got the word black put in front of them (laughs) case in point uh, in marvel there was a character that was able to grow real tall so his superhero name was black goliath on uh (laughs) here black lightning i if if i remember correctly it's not as if the lightning that comes out of his hands is black it is the color of his skin you know that's yeah. you know that's the only correlation there, but well, you know, you know, I, I won't hold too much against them because we did have the Power Rangers who uh, the Black Ranger was black, the the Yellow Ranger was Chinese. So, mm, so. true point. Good point. Good point. So you mentioned his, um, you know, he was going to be a, a seemingly an older character who was nurturing his daughters, and in the way that they were presented, he does have two daughters. One controlled was either, I think she was either really strong and um, they called her, I know they called her Thunder. Um, But then the other person was, um, or the other one was his daughter. had to think there for a second. And then the other daughter and Lightning. She was able to turn herself into pure lightning. Huh. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I just hope they get a good budget. And if it's on the CW, it's pretty much in good hands. Um, but like you said, they do have a rather uh, crowded slate already. So we'll see. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? Anytime, you know, I've said this before, anytime that we can get a um, comic book property that's done well and done on the air. I'm all 100% for it. <laughs> all right. So speaking of, uh, well, I wanted to mention static. So tell me, tell me what you know, if anything about static. 
Oh man, I just remember the late '90s cartoons. Static Shock. I put a shock to your system. <laughs> you rode around on like a what a, a manhole cover or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a trash can lid. Well, manhole yeah, co- trash cover, lid. trash can lid. Um, so let's go back to comics for a second. Back in the let's see here, I was in college, so that would have been the early '90s. Back in the early '90s. The, there was a comic company that was created called uh, Milestone Media. And it was not a part of Marvel. I mean, excuse me, not a part of DC proper, but it was published by DC. They basically had uh, anonymity and could do you know their characters however they wanted to. They um, had four books... Um, that they originally started out with it was the blood syndicate static um hardware and icon and uh hardware was a another version of iron man for all intents and purposes static was a um kid that got electric powers so therefore you know that's how you know he uh came about he was I would give a scenario or simulation or comparison to Iron Man. I mean, not Iron Man, Spider-Man. The Blood Syndicate was the most interesting to me because they were not heroes. They were actually uh, a gang called the Blood Syndicate. And uh, then the last one was called Icon, and he was the Superman equivalent. He was an alien that, had, uh, that as a baby, crash-landed to Earth. <laughs> but instead of crash-landing somewhere in, you know, Kansas, it was some southern state in the 1950s. And oh, his um, whatever alien physiology that he was mimicked the first person that he saw so the first person he saw was an african-american woman who found him in a field and so he was very long lived but he was you know from the 1850s is when he grew up so that's that was interesting yeah Um, that that does sound interesting right there i'd like to read up on that one (laughs) yeah they 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 actually had uh, about four or five six years of you know, publishing, and then when the comics industry kind of collapsed after the boon of the, well, let's, you know, not just have one cover, let's have, you know, shiny, great fold, uh, super special cover, and, you know, let's uh, have, uh, you know, let's buy 50 copies of X-Men number one because they're going to be worth something one day, and then, you know, yeah. the market kind of, cr- you know, crashes. So that's kind of where they went off to the wayside. So does that answer your question about who is Black Lightning? Yeah, certainly, certainly, man. Uh, it's, it's again, it sounds interesting, and I, I'm, you know, I think I'll check this one out at least when it comes out. It sounds like it might be a good story. All right, well, let's jump up to the '80s in comic books, and uh, it's interesting. We're saying jumping up to the '80s in comic book, but at the same time. I'm also saying in uh, 19, or excuse me, 2018 is when this TV show will be out. Have you ever heard of Cloak and Dagger? Um, 
only I think I read a Facebook post or something, but that was my only exposure to it. Um, I don't know the details. It just seemed like there's a uh, this black dude and this uh, Caucasian girl, and they're somehow intertwined on the same path doing something. I don't I don't know exactly. Sounds cool, I guess. It, the images I saw. All right. So just from um, the images that you've seen, what would you say their powers are? Oh, man, I just don't have a clue because the image I saw just kind of showed one of them in a hood and, and the girls like uh, they were hooked up together. They like compared it to the comic book image. It was pretty much the same. And this was, I think, the actors before they even got in their costumes and stuff. They were just meeting or whatever. Right. And yeah. it, it seemed very similar. So I, I really have no clue of what their powers are, or what they do. Um, All right, but just from that picture, I'm putting you on the spot, I know, but just from that picture, speculate for a moment. What would you say those, their powers might be? Oh, man. Just from do, I, do, do they fuse together? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just no, I could see I'm that. Guessing. I could see that. All right, you want me to tell you? Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. All right, so Dagger has the uh, ability to create light daggers, okay? Hence the name Dagger. And cloak, on the uh, other hand, is nothing but the cloak. He has no physical body, and his cloak what? is yep. His cloak is a cloak of darkness. And what? if you the he, number one, he can teleport, which is really cool. Um, the thing about his cloak is, if you um, he can take people inside the cloak, and it basically. I'm I'm not sure if it gives you nightmares or what exactly it does to you, but you know he takes you know I've seen comics where he takes people into the cloak and then whenever he releases them they're running away screaming. So I don't know ex- I don't remember exactly what it is that he does, but he has but he has no physical body has no physical body. Now of course is he they just probably like kind of or he he's made out of the something called the dark force. And interestingly enough, he hungers the, you know, that that's basically what he's doing when he um, he's taking emotions from these people when he has them in his cloak. Now, interestingly enough, daggers, light daggers feeds that hunger. So he's almost vampiric in nature, meaning if he didn't have her feeding the hunger with the light daggers, he would be forced not as a you know you're a bad person that we're trying to stop um you know he would be using the the cloak to say you know okay feed the hunger kind of thing kind of like caitlin snow needs the heat from people you know in the flash this is similar to that huh yeah that's pretty interesting that that's going to be coming to freeform freeform yeah i don't know if you heard of freeform what is that freeform (laughs) used to be um Family Channel that then became ABC Family, and now oh. it's called Freeform. What? Yep. That's, that's uh, okay. <laughs> yep. I have that's a weird how that and, and why Cloak and Dagger. And I'm curious to see how well they're rebranding by 2018 their, um, you know, the channel. Also, on top of that, how well they take um, – the history of Cloak and Dagger, because the story of Cloak and Dagger basically says uh, the two of them were runaways, 
and they are picked up by this gang slash, um, you know, this mob type people, and they're experimented on with this designer drug. Well, this designer drug that's killing all these other people has reactions to them that give them the powers that they have. And Uh. then they escape, and, you know, that's hence kind of why he became, uh, you know, addicted to needing the people. And it's interesting, the two of them have this codependent relationship with each other. It's kind of perfect. And and are these Marvel or DC properties? Based on the description, what would you guess? It sounds like a DC property. Interesting. Why did you say DC? I'm curious. Um, just the, the what the I don't know. Just the sound of the characters, the sound of the names. Sounds like something that would be on the DC side. I don't know. Uh, I'm guessing I'm wrong. <laughs> you actually are. And the interesting thing was, I'm actually surprised that you said DC, considering the fact usually the more flawed the character, the more Marvel the character. Yeah, that is true. Because it's true. Because if you think about it. Marvel has always tried to root in reality. Reality. Whereas, so when you're thinking of these are two runaways and they're, uh, you know, on the streets and they're codependent, and not saying that uh, DC has shied away from the same thing. We had um, Green Arrow back in the 1970s. They were one of the first... uh, comics to not use the comics code authority after that you know was in place so that they could show um uh well his arsenal now but speedy basically using uh, a needle to get high on so yeah you know so you know dc has gone that direction too but normally it's um you know it's going to be from the you know marvel side that's more reality yeah, I mean, which is funny, and I guess we can talk about this show next. Um, on an episode of Powerless, um, they mentioned a real-world city, and I forget what city it was, but I was, like, just totally shocked because I thought all of the DC was um, had no reference to real-world places. It was, like, in a totally different, I'm not going to say universe, but... All the places in DC are made-up places, which I, is a huge disconnect for me personally. Uh, but when I forgot what city it was, they mentioned some city in the episode of Powerless. I was just like shocked. Yeah, they they do use you know a, a real city from time to time. Like for instance, there was a time that the Amazons attacked Washington, but you know it's for the most part you're not going to have you know they're set in New York City. They're going to be set in Metropolis or or Gateway City or you know, Paragon or whatever type of city, but it's not going to be, um, you know, New York City or San Francisco. Whereas with Marvel, yeah. they're not, you know, they're going to be in San Francisco or they're going to be in, you know, Atlanta or wherever, you know, it may be. Yeah. So speaking of Powerless, I know the last time we had an episode, you had not seen the second episode. Have you had a chance to see it yet? Uh, yeah, I did. And I've seen the third one as well. All right. So the third one was tonight, right? No, that was that the, was Atlantis. The fourth one is probably tonight. Okay. All right. So yeah. what? Yep. Yeah, I've seen all three. You've seen all three. What do you think? Man, 
I'm I'm really really enjoying it, man. I'm really enjoying it, which is just surprising to me because I mean, again, like we said before, I I never expected this show to be good, uh, even even more one that I wanted to watch. So um, you know, it's it's a nice bite sized snack of of comedy wrapped around superhero events <laughs> in the world and. And um, it's it's just been real fun, man. I've been really enjoying it. The girl that you hate, the lead character, I forget her name. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying her. Is Emily? Yep, Emily? and I think, yeah, I think so. And you know what? I have to admit, I'm not hating her as much anymore. And I'm actually kind of liking her now. It was just that one episode, that second episode that I just she just really grated my nerves. But she redeemed herself last episode. And after we get finished here, I'll be watching you know whatever came on tonight so i really hope it does well i hope it's doing well in the ratings because i i'm like you totally did not expect it to be any good yeah and 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 they are continuing with the references to the the main dc characters which makes it fun enough you know in in the last episode they had a situation where they had these these investors from atlantis and they tried to um uh, Van Allen to Duck's character tried to impress them by saying he knew um, um, Aquaman, and it's just, and you know the 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 hilarity that ensues around saying that, and you're not he doesn't really know him in real life. So it 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 was just a good fun show, and all of them thus far have been surprising and and enjoyable. And you know, I think what is making this work for people is you could have taken out. All right, name me somebody that is famous. Off the top of your head, name me somebody that's famous. Uh, 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 was it Angelina Jolie? I don't know. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, um, so let's say that we're somewhere and we are, you know, at, are at whatever doing. Uh, we're at a comic convention and we say, oh, well, guess what? Um, Angelina Jolie, she's going to be here. And because we, we know Angelina Jolie, we don't know yeah. Angelina Jolie. But you see what I'm saying? That same dynamic, yeah. even though yeah. it was Aquaman, it, you could have interchanged it with a real world person. And I think that's what's actually making this work is that they're using the gags, they're using the references, but they're not depending on solely the reference to be funny. Yeah, and, and, and I agree. And, and the character of Van is just so fun and, and silly. And, you know, you had the part where he tried to Photoshop himself into the executive picture. <laughs> it was great. So it's just a lot of zaniness. And uh, again, with the gadgets as well, as a little, another layer of, uh, of, of comedy that can be there from episode to episode. And yeah, I'm just. I'm really enjoying it, and it's it's gelling. So, like you said, I hope it continues. And I think I may have mentioned it before, but it's worth mentioning again. I like how the the opening credits are basically old comic books, and they're taking them and layering them out, and you see the the actual characters that that are in the show in the background of all of these famous comic book covers, which, you know, and they start with the biggest comic book cover of the first appearance of Superman lifting the car back in 1939. So, I mean, that in there, I think whoever designed that opening sequence was, you know, that was brilliant. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that'd be a good uh, article or YouTube video to somebody for someone to break that down. Uh, I think it would be really awesome and give all the the poignant references. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> would that be opening. cool. That would be cool. All right, so we've talked about this particular episode or talked about uh, Powerless. So have you seen any more of Legion? Um, I made it probably 90% through the second episode. I, and it's not because I just didn't want to watch it. I was trying to get in, interesting. I just didn't have time because I was trying to watch it <laughs> uh, when I was in the gym and stuff like that. So it ain't, it's not that I don't, I'm not still interested I just hadn't had time, but that being said, I think as 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 uh, far as the second episode, I feel like is it was much more fun than the first episode was, um, and you know it was less uh, incoherent uh, than the first episode. So yeah, I'm I'm still enjoying it, but you know I just uh, need to make the time, and it's not like I'm like, trying to get rid of it. I just you know I, I think it's a good show. Is it for everybody? Yeah, probably not. Um, I think they need to do more action because from uh, what I've seen so far, it's more of a uh, methodical, mental analysis type show. And we mentioned Mr. Robot before that it echoed a lot of those same themes. And uh, hopefully at some point in the season, they'll break away from that and, 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 Embrace that to actually accomplish something against the enemy that's hunting, hunting them down. Um, but so far, they're just exploring that mental part more and more. Right, what what so, about you? Are you still well? Doing I, it? Well, you know, I'm going to make an observation of something that I just noticed. All right, so we went into Legion with anticipation. We went into powerless mocking, or at least I did powerless. <laughs> So the 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 responses that I'm hearing you talk about powerless is yeah. oh I'm so excited to see it I've watched three episodes I'm going and I'm saying oh and I'm going to watch the fourth I'm yeah and then when you talk about Legion it's yeah it's really great but it's really yeah. this but and to me that that's the same thing I had the feeling of I've watched the second episode in its entirety but I had to almost make myself, you know, watch it. Not that I got, and, and it's like kind of like what you're saying. It wasn't that I got bored, but it was just starting to, okay, enough with all the, you know, weird yeah. things. Yeah. And it, it's sort of like, I mean, it's, it's the weird things, and it kind of echoes some of the sentiments of the uh, the 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 uh, forgotten. I'm not say forgotten. The movie we hate, uh, Born a Daughter, Don of Boredom, um, where I'm not gonna say it's boring, but their exploration into the mental aspects really it it really weighs on you after a while, and you're like, I just want to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? I want to I want to make a comment about, you know, I'm glad you said, you know, weighing into the mental. You know, I was listening to our recording or, you know, I noticed it first whenever we were whenever I was editing the recording. But but then whenever I went back and actually listened to, to our episode, you know, I was listening to myself and I noticed several times that I just said, oh, he was just playing crazy or, oh, he was just cuckoo. I, w I want to clarify something for anybody listening. 
when I was watching or reading that back in 85, I was 11, maybe 12 years old whenever that came out. And the way he was drawn and the way he was presented was not having a mental illness. Yes, he had the multiple personalities, but every time you saw him, he was laughing like he was stone cold crazy. So my comments about him being cuckoo and crazy is that mental image that I have in my head. It was not a disrespect to any mental illness or anything. And I don't think anybody would have taken it that way, but I noticed that myself listening. So I just wanted to clarify that just for the record. Yeah. And it's funny because, and that's a good point that you made, but it's like in the second episode, they're saying that his is um, he was never crazy. People just told him that because of his powers and, and things like that. So, I mean, they're definitely exploring that. And I'm not saying that's not worth exploring, but I just I'm just ready for at least a third of the show, a third of each of the shows or even even a quarter of each of the shows be something reminiscent of what we saw in the last 10 minutes of the first episode. Right. You know, and and I'll also say um, of all the X-Men characters in the stable, the entire realm of X-Men characters in the stable, if you would have said or anyone would have said, we're going to make a TV series about Legion, I would have said, oh, okay, really? You know, so. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, because he's never he's never been on a team proper. He's always been in the background, and every time he shows up, no, no, I take that back. He has been for a couple of years recently in a in a main book, uh, and but other than that, he's always been in the background, and every time he's shown up, it's whether he intended to or not, he caused something to happen you know and it's never been good so yeah you know that's not a character that i would have thought that would have been been able to have carried a tv series you are listening to discussing who we invite you to check out the tech tradition podcasts the topics are random and include technology gaming comics movies television anime and entertainment They've talked about everything, from Dragon Ball Super to Star Wars. They even mention my all-time favorite game. Find them on the web at techpedition.com, or subscribe, using, iTunes. And now, the next part of, Discussing Who. Yeah, and, 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 you know, from the looks of it, it still looks like this is, is a different universe from what we see in the, in the movies. Um... I guess it's not certain, but it seems to be different. And, yeah, I, I guess we'll, we'll keep watching and see how it goes. True, true. So, more news, speaking of X-Men. You, we do know that Fox is developing an X-Men TV series. So, do you remember Blink? And I had forgotten that this character had appeared in the X-Men movies. Do you remember Blink? No. Who is Blink? Okay. I'm trying to think. All right, not blink as in don't blink, here come the weeping angels. This is an (laughs) X-Men mutant. Do you remember in Days of Future Past, there was a a teleporter who teleported people with this um, pink teleportation light? Do you remember that in the 
she was in the section of Days of Future Past that was set in the future. Yeah, yeah, the opening scenes, okay. I believe. All right. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. You remember her? All right, so yeah. that's who Blink is. Okay, huh. So Blink has been cast for the series, and she will be played by uh, Valerie Vale, the actress Jamie Chung, who played Valerie Vale recently on Gotham. So do you remember oh, her? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Now, Blink uh, has some interesting history. She was created in 1994. She first appeared in Uncanny X-Men number 317, and she died in her initial appearance. So how did she become popular? And the question or the answer to that question is in the Age of Apocalypse, when they were going through and showing this different alternate world, they used this character that was dead and said, Mm. okay, she's still alive, but they totally revamped her and made her interesting and um she showed up a couple of years later that same version from the age of apocalypse she showed up in another book and and i'm oh i'm gonna have fun answering asking this question she showed up in a book called the exiles who do you think the exiles what does that sound like who do you think might would have comprised the team of the exiles or what, what do you think that might would have been about the exiles? Well, when I think of X-Men, I think of exile, I, for some reason, I think of Wolverine <laughs> because, you know, he's kind of a loner, but I, I, I have no idea. Not okay. at all. All right. So picture this, you know, we know, we, we know Marvel has a multiverse, right? Yes. You know, so all these different versions, <laughs> yeah, all these different versions of, of, Marvel characters, left, right, and center. So the Exiles was a team of X-Men-related characters from different realities. Okay? Mm. Okay. So you might... So the original team was... um, It was her and several... You know, there was... I remember there were five of them, but you had a... um, you know, the, you had her in there for a while. You had Spider-Man 2099 in there for a while. Oh, that's cool. You had uh, a the the same uh, version of Sabretooth from Age of Apocalypse, who was good, who who was in there. You had um, Starfire, but in this uh, ver- not Starfire, Sunfire, but in this version of sunfire was not a man she was he was a woman and so you had all these variations and that book lasted for like several several years and then they had a reboot so she and she was in the book for the majority of that so she's actually become you know very popular in her own right so good good for her so that's who blink is so, so just to elaborate a little on the actor who plays Blink, uh, who's going to portray Blink, uh, Jamie Chung, uh, she was actually in the <laughs> in a movie that uh, we recently um, reviewed on TechVidition dot com, uh, Dragon Ball Evolution, which came out in two thousand and nine, and yeah, she played Chi Chi, uh, Goku's girlfriend slash wife, and she she was uh, that wasn't a great movie, but. <laughs> I've seen her in other things since then, and and she's a great actor. So this will be interesting to see her uh, be a superhero. So did you, how did you like her in Gotham? I didn't see her in Gotham. 
I didn't see her in Gotham, she, so I don't know. She wasn't in there. She was mostly in the first part of this season when Jim Gordon came back. She played a reporter, and I'm assuming they never said it, but the implied would be there was a character called Vicky Vale that was in the third Batman movie but was also in the Batman books. Uh, so I would see her as a... Um, um, mother or somehow relative of uh, Vicki Vale because her name was Valerie Vale. Too much of a coincidence. Hmm. And I will say the one movie that I saw her in that she was really good is a movie called Eden where she's like a woman is abducted. Um, so that that's a really good one that I know she's in, but she's been in a bunch of stuff. So yeah, I, I, this would be a good, uh, I think a good role for her and we'll, we'll see how it goes. So do we know anything else about this X-Men TV series besides we'll have Blink? Do we know what type of team is going to be comprised of? No, I really don't. You know, and I think we mentioned, I think it was the last episode, we mentioned that they've also cast a character named Sam, but that's pretty much it other than knowing that it's a Native American actor who will be playing it, which is, you know, a contradiction for me because there's a Native American character named James or John. There were two of them, Proud Star. And then you've got Samuel Guthrie, who is not Native American, but his name is Sam. So which one is, you (laughs) know, and maybe that's just a red herring trying to make you, you know, people like you and I sit here and speculate. So. Right, but cool. so let me ask you this, Logan: Are you excited to see that? Or are you going to see it? Do we uh, want to de- see it? I, I definitely want to. I'm going, and yes, I am going to see this movie. Um, you know, from that first trailer, it was kind of a different tone, and and that had me intrigued. But when I saw the second trailer that dropped, and we saw the action, a little more action oriented. I'm like, okay, this is definitely a movie I have to see. Um, again, a big departure from what we've seen from other X-Men movies, but um, sort of the swan song for uh, Hugh Jackman. And I'm really excited about this movie. Everything I've seen has looked great. Uh, reviews came out a few like last week sometime, and they have all been glaring, though I didn't want to read too deep into them. Uh, <laughs> because I didn't want to get spoiled. But from all accounts that I've seen, it looks like this is going to be a top-notch experience uh, for comic book and non-comic book um, aficionados alike. Okay. So, so what do you think? All right, so here, here, here's my thing. And anybody listening knows that sometimes I will associate things that have nothing to do with one or the other and go completely, you know, off into left field or even out of the ballpark. And that's kind of what I've done with Logan. Not saying that I don't want to see it, but you know, in that first, um, you know, in that first um, trailer that you're referring to, they had music and it was Johnny Cash singing in the background, right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I have no problem with Johnny Cash, but there was a couple of years ago, I watched wrestling. I'm a big Undertaker fan. And there was a couple of years ago, when he returned, I think it was probably 2012, 2013, 20, well, anyway, leading up to WrestleMania, whenever he uh, returned, instead of the traditional Undertaker entrance, Undertaker theme music, etc., they were playing that particular song <laughs> during the, you heard uh, the day. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, I just, like, 
really and it's an old man undertaker song yeah same, same effect <laughs> so i was like eh. and that you know and i was like that you know because i wanted to hear the the bell i wanted to hear the music and i you know and all of that and instead you have ain't no grave you know blah 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 <laughs> and i'm like uh-uh so so that's why i'm not you know so that kind of ruined that first um you know that first trailer for me but yeah, I mean it's an X Men movie, so yeah, I'll be going to see it. Oh man, don't don't hate just because <laughs> of the song, man. Come on now, come uh, on. <laughs> but speaking of, you know, what they should do is like get a whole so- bunch of songs together, and you know, like make a like a mixtape of it, and like have a whole volume of it, and maybe like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Ooh, that oh, was a yeah. good one. Good segue. So, yeah, and. and- and, and, and just like you said with that music and the music echoes what's in the movie as it being just a joyride of fun. What DC is lacking, fun. Man, that first Guardians was so good and so much fun. <laughs> I am Groot. I am Groot. Yeah. I am Groot. Yeah. I am Baby Groot. Come on. How can you not go watch that? I mean, that is like product placement done right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, uh, because think about it, the fir- my my issue with the first Star Wars or the fourth movie or however, you know, episode 1 was it felt just like here's product placement, how many toys can we make? And we know Baby Groot is a toy. But it's yeah. it's it's product placement done right because just in that two minutes of Baby Groot, I want to go see the movie just to see Baby Groot. Well, let me ask you: Was it comic book roots? Uh, <laughs> pun intended. Uh, did they have did they have Baby Groot in any I, of the comics? No, I don't really ever recall a Baby Groot. I've record. Him, I mean, I've recall him being able to regrow himself, but I don't think that they've ever focused on i am groot you know a baby version <laughs> yeah this that was definitely a stroke of genius whoever came up with that you know a far cry from martha martha yes. what'd you say <laughs> yeah i mean you know the 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 whole uh dichotomy you know the feel of it the 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 energy from it i mean uh, speaking of wrestling there's uh dave batista who playing um you know oh my, my, you know, uh, Drax, and I really, you know, didn't like his wrestling character for for the last couple of years he was in there. But I love him as, and I know that was just a character on TV. But you know, I love him as Drax. I mean, he's funny. He's so dry with it; it's actually funny. Oh yeah, it works. It definitely works. Yeah. So I'm 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 definitely for one looking forward to this. If if we you didn't get that from our last uh, <laughs> five minutes of talking, I'm I'm really anxious to see this movie. And not only that, to see how they play in, uh, once again into the large larger MCU uh, storyline. And and uh, I think we're going to see them in the first. Um, what's the name of the movie? If any were movie, I think they're going to be in there as well. So yeah, it's ah, man, Marvel's just hitting on all cylinders. Yep, they are. So let's, you know, since we said tonight was about comics, you know, let's actually get into some comics. So I want to ask you a question. So I sent you an article, and we've, we've talked about it offline, but, but there is an upcoming Secret Empire um, series or miniseries coming from Marvel. And spoiler alert, if you've not uh, 
read anything about Secret Empire or about Captain America, go out and read current issues of the Captain America Steve Rogers book because that will tell you what we're talking about. Put us on pause or stop your, <laughs> you know, so spoiler alert, basically. So what do you think about um, Captain America having been revealed as Hydra? Um, well, um, of course, when this first came out, um, there was a, I would say, rightful outcry <laughs> among the ranks of um, of, of um, Captain America going on the dark side, so to speak. Um, I think the whole premise of how they're changing him over is cool. Of course, it's going to get rewritten at the end of this and he's not going to be bad but I think the whole Cosmic Cube thing is a good shoe in for a storyline that you know will ruffle, ruffle a few feathers but it does seem like it's exciting in a lot of senses and um, I'm, I'm interested to see how they actually how the effects of the Cosmic Cube actually permeates throughout the rest of the universe alright um, so Having you said that, so let, for anybody that kind of says, what does the Cosmic Cube have to do with this? The Red Skull used a sentient Cosmic Cube to cause Steve's past to be rewritten. And it is not as if Captain America literally has been revealed as all these years he's been a traitor throughout his publication history, what it did was she retroactively changed his history as far as he knows it and literally changed his history so that he is, you know, Hydra was the ones who allowed him to become Captain America. Hydra did this, mm. Hydra did that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not a layover that was implanted upon him or laid over him it was a rewriting of his history so well how does that well, get undone so so let me ask you when they're flashing back and forth to the past sort of in the current uh current uh iteration are they is he remember he of course he's like remembering the rewrite but is he um how is that affecting him in the future? Does he is he now a double agent for Hydra in the future as well, or is it is it having any ramifications on the current timeline? Oh, absolutely. Then that's what Secret Empire is going to lead into, because there there are uh, some villains or some uh, mercenaries or whoever that find out that you know Cap is allegiant to Hydra. And in doing so, that's going to reveal some of the things that he's been plotting and planning. And that's where it leads into Secret Empire. So, um, you know, having said that, I think that's potentially quite interesting. So, um, you know, I'm curious to see um, exactly where they go with it. So that's going to be interesting. 
Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, you know, now, I mean, I can even see this as a movie because <laughs> it seems so interesting. But yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, ready to see how it actually permeates the rest of the universe. And uh, I guess we will have it coming up in this in this uh, uh, big event for 2017. You know what? It just reminded me whenever you said you could see it as a TV series. It, it's almost like they took that, and I know this was originally a book, but it's almost like you took the premise somewhat of an alternate world with um, the man in the high castle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and kind of said, oh, well, you know, he's a Nazi or he's a Hydra because it's basically, in a way, what, what Hydra was supposed to be. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's so many shows that they have the same type of premise. There's a show, uh, the, this Canadian show called Continuum, this kind of the yep, same premise. True. There's a show called Travelers on Netflix, that's the same kind of uh, premise. So it, it's not like it hasn't been done before, but it will be interesting to see it uh, in, in this world. All right, so let me ask you this. I want to switch to DC real quick. There was a character that showed up in a recent storyline for Superman, Captain Carrot. Have you ever heard of Captain Carrot? Uh, what? <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, all right. Did, oh. You know how we have Earth 1, we have Earth 2, we have Earth 3? Yes. Okay? yes. All right, so... In the DC multiverse, and I'm not joking here, there is an, an Earth C, like C as in cat, okay? Oh, okay. So is it for crazy? Nope. Uh, <laughs> Superman, a Superman uh, equivalent. This was, this was a literally actually for a children uh, type book, but, you know, uh, adults liked it too. But it was Captain Carrot... Um, eats a magic carrot, becomes really powerful for like an hour, and he is a Superman-ish type uh, equivalent in the DC universe. And, for instance, there was another, because uh, it, it was called Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew. There was yeah. a, a strong guy called Iron Pig. There was, um, <laughs> wow. there was a turtle that could run really fast called Fastback. Uh, there, there was a, um, patriotic character called Yankee Poodle. There was, uh, the, like, Plastic Man, but this one was Rubber Duck. There was, um, and they had a mystical character, too, Alley Cat Abra. Hmm. So, but so it was interesting seeing Captain Carrot in a recent, uh, Superman, um, comic you know like in the last three or four months and that in was the main cool. line superman in the comic? main superman comic but this one was actually drawn not cartoony he looked like a man carrot i mean not a man carrot a man uh <laughs> rabbit i mean like you know it looked like you know you took a, a like a man version of a of a rabbit so yeah you know you know i mean that that's weird but you know you have to always go back to the fact that this is this is a comic book and it is weird that they would kind of distort their world in that fashion but by the same token howard the duck duck is canon in the marvel universe true <laughs> and, and he, he was even in the guardians of the galaxy i believe and and you know just things like that you have always 
you always have these crossover books that come out where it might be the Power Rangers with the Justice League or the Turtles with the the the, the Justice League or something. I don't know. Or uh, Doctor all... Who meets Star Trek. And I mean, oh they, yeah, definitely, you know. definitely the Doctor Who stuff. So yeah, I mean, I don't see it out outside of the realm of possibility, but I will agree it is extremely weird to see him pop up in a mainline uh, arc um, of, of Superman. Yeah, I th- really I, I, yeah, I thought that was, it. but 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 considering the fact that I loved that book whenever I was a little kid, that was like <laughs> really really cool. All right, so before I've got some top tens that I want us to talk about before we wrap up, but before we do that, I want to mention something in regards to Wonder Woman. The current uh, team of um, Greg Rucka and for some of the books, they are drawn uh, by Liam Sharp. And I actually took a picture of the collected volume whenever I was buying my comics and I was waiting for the uh, guy that owns the shop to um, ring up the person in front of me. So I was standing there yesterday and I was like, oh, cool, cool cover, collected edition. So I took a picture of it and uh, posted it on Twitter. And both uh, Greg Rucka and Liam Sharp actually retweeted and liked um you know the picture oh, awesome. so i was like really awesome and we just wanted to give a shout, shout out and say thank you to both of them we appreciate that so and, go is ahead that on your main no 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 that's discussing. on our discussing who at discussing who on uh twitter so you can see that there cool cool so before we go on i know we finished the top 10s can i just mention real briefly two pieces of news that i just forgot to mention sure the go for it so um Apparently, Batman has found, finally found a director um, after it, uh, after Ben Affleck dropped out, um, and it's going to reported to be the uh, Planet of the Apes director Matt Reeves. Okay, now isn't this with. is this the second or the third person? I don't know. They keep changing it because because I, I think the second person dropped out too. Really? Yeah. Uh, unless this unless it, this is a third person. And that, and if it, that is the fact, it tells you that all is is not well in the Bat Kingdom. <laughs> so yeah, that that's really unfortunate. Uh, but you know, uh, hopefully they can get things on track and turn the DC ship around. And my other piece of news was that this is a rumor, actually, that uh, the Nightwing movie may be directed by the uh, guy who directed the Lego Batman movie, Chris McKay. So ah, he's okay. in talks. So that should be interesting. Cool, so, cool, yeah. cool, cool. All right, so as we wrap up, I want to go through some top tens that we came uh, across. And getting ready for this episode tonight, I wanted to go back through and look at, you know, kind of give some meat to what we've talked about because if you've listened to our episode you've heard me say you know marvel's not doing this right and dc's not doing this right so i wanted to take my opinion out of it and i randomly picked four different years and i went through and got what were the highest ordered not which ones made the most money but the numbers of issues ordered for those months of january I went through for 98, 2012, 2016, and 2017. And interestingly enough, I found two things that um, were pretty much obvious almost from the get-go. Number one, Marvel and DC go back and forth, and that's pretty much a given. And number two, history repeats itself 
even back so far as 1998. So Clarence, you ready to go through? I just want to go through them real quick. And you ready to do that? Let's do it. All right. So January 1998, the top book, number one, was Uncanny X-Men, number 353. Top book, number two, X-Men, number 73. Number three, Avengers, number two. Number four, Spawn, number 70. Number five, Iron Man, number two. Number six, Fantastic Four, number three. Number seven, Wolverine, number 122. Number eight, JLA, number 16. Number nine, Captain America, number three. Number 10, Witchblade, number 20. So, Clarence, what did you yeah. notice, if anything, out of those top ten? Um, I'm from just a look at it. Uh, I'll say that that Marvel was on their game this this particular uh, month of this year. Uh, it seems like a very Marvel centric. Uh, they kind of ruled actually, but the the most surprising thing and something that's very indicative of 1998, and you heard a lot of this character in the 90s. And he was very, very popular as Spawn. Right, exactly. And, 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 and he's kind of been forgotten about these days. But, man, in, ni- in the 90s, in the late 90s, Spawn was like, you heard Spawn everywhere. It was like a phenomenon in a, in a sense. And see, back in the 90s is when the X-Men were at their height. And as you obviously see, X-Men yeah. was at the top. Now, the part that I said of history repeating itself if you notice, Avengers was at number two, Iron Man number two, Fantastic Four number three, and uh, Captain America number three. All of that was either right at Heroes Reborn or Heroes Return. And you, we've talked about that, haven't we? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we have. All right, so Heroes Reborn was when Marvel, that's a whole... Um, that, that is a whole um, episode into itself. But basically, they license the characters of, of those four properties right there to um, uh, Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld of Image, because Jim Lee at the time was still at Image. So this is either after, you know, Heroes Reborn was while they were at the Image uh, creators, Heroes Return was whenever they returned back to Marvel. And like I said, that's a complete, uh, you know, whole story, you know, an episode easily an hour into itself. So I won't go any further than that. But my point is, for there, you had kind of what we're seeing. You know how I've complained about rebooting the numbers? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's 20 years ago when they were doing it, and I had forgotten about it. So yeah, but, it's but, n- not like it's new. Yeah, but even to that point, you got to look at the, the number one and the number two on this list. And even the number seven, that, that just shows the staying power of those properties to have a 353 be number one. True. For, for, for that month. Uh, when, when, like you said, now it's all about the reboot and refresh and rehash, uh, That that's kind of kind of uh, a good good sign for them back in 1998 that a, that a number 353 could be so popular and see that's one thing that dc has done correctly in the sense of they've returned action comics and detective comics back to their original numbers and both of those are in the 900s oh really i yeah. didn't know that so wow. 
All right, so that was 1998. Um, so if we went by percentages, Marvel had 70%, and DC had 20%, and then, of course, uh, 10%. Um, no, actually, I take that back. DC had 10%. Uh, Image had 20%. Marvel had 70%. So DC only had Justice League of America, JLA, in 1998, top 10. So, yeah. so moving up to January 2012, number 1 through 10 went like this. All number 5s. <laughs> Justice League, Batman, Action Comics, Detective Comics, Green Lantern, Batman, The Dark Knight, Superman, Flash, Batman and Robin, Aquaman. Wow. 100%. Was kicking Marvel all across the floor. So this was January, oh. a mere oh five God. months after the relaunch of the New 52. That is crazy. So would it not be safe to say that the, the uh, New 52 started off hot? <laughs> oh, blazing, man. That is to have the top 10 all right. be on there. So bananas. So they were uh, in the top ten. I mean, they were the top ten. Now let's <laughs> jump four years into the future. Okay, so four years into the future, after they had a clear one hundred percent advantage in January twenty twelve, January twenty sixteen shows us number one, Walking Dead number one fifty, number two, Secret Wars number nine. Number three, Spider-Man Deadpool, number one. Number four, Star Wars, number 14. Number five, Star Wars, number 15. Number six, Old Man Logan, number one. Number seven, Obi-Wan and Anakin, number one. Number eight, Batman, number 48. Number nine, Darth Vader, number 15. Number 10, Uncanny X-Men, number one. So what do we see different in 2016? <sighs> Well, I mean, the, the thing we see here, we see uh, what I see, what jumps out at me as a Star Wars fan. <laughs> we see Marvel kind of kicking butt here, and 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 it's not truly Marvel; it's, it's the Disney Marvel acquisition thing. But the, yeah, we have Star Wars because of the the resurgence of the movie coming out, or was it out at this time? Yeah, well, didn't that's what I was going it was to ask you? To come out. Well, the, the first no, it was out. Of, yeah, it was. It came ahead, out in December. Of 2015, didn't it? Yeah, so it came out a month prior to here, and that's kind of why we probably see Star Wars taking a big jump up on here. Uh, Obi Wan and Anakin on the top ten, really. (laughs) And and another thing indicative of time is Walking Dead being at the top. Correct. And and Walking Dead is a highly, highly, highly popular. So I uh, still surprised to see it at number one, but I, I can definitely see why it would be there. And it's interesting, going back to D.C., the heat that they had in 2012 oh, had, had gotten gone. stone cold by uh, January 2016. Because you only had, you went from having all of the top ten, all one through ten, to having one in the top ten. So you went from 100% down to 10% for, in four years. Yeah, and, and then we see the resurgence of Marvel here is probably due to, look, they're all number ones <laughs> right, on exactly. the Marvel side. So, exactly. Yeah. And interesting, too, Secret Wars number nine, you you never usually have in January a end to a major 
event book, but Civil War, yeah. I mean, not Secret Civil War, Secret Wars was so delayed that it uh, caused number nine to come out in January when I think it was originally solicited for October. So there you go. Hmm. All right. So last uh, of our four uh, years, we have January 2017. We see USA Avengers number one. We see Batman number uh, 15 as number two. Batman number 14 as number three. Justice League Power Rangers number one as number four. Number five, Walking Dead number 162. Number six, All-Star Batman number six. Number seven, Justice League Suicide Squad number three. Number eight, Monsters Unleashed, which was a Marvel comic, number one. Mm -hmm. Number nine, Amazing Spider-Man 23. And number ten, Justice League number 12. So by 2017, DC had recaptured from uh, 10%, had gone back up to 80%. Or excuse me, 60% in 2017, excuse me. So it's a big difference. Yeah, and then we see a couple of those popping in there that probably are are breaking off the movies that have came out or that are coming out. We see uh, Justice League Suicide Squad up there and just League Power Rangers up there as well. This is number one. And, um, yeah, of course, Walking Dead is always around January is the mid-season lull. So people are, are steeped in, in Walking Dead by around that time. So I can definitely see why those guys are on there. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's a seesaw. It's it's always going back and forth. And, and you know, what what do you think is the determining factor uh, besides, I know we talked about reissuing the number ones and 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 the rebooting of, of um, or new story arcs. All right, but, well, but what do you think is the ter- determining factor on how these have been seesawing over the years? All right, well, let me make Especially this comment. The last three. All right, well, let me make a comment first about USA Avengers number one. That is not even a prop. What I call Avengers book proper. But what they did was you, Marvel offered this incentive for buying. Basically, you get, if you – and I may not be quoting this exactly correct, so take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. But basically, if you ordered 10 books, you got one free. If you ordered hmm. 20, you got two free. So you got 10% free of whatever you ordered. So if you ordered 30 or if you ordered 300, you got 30 free. Or if you, so that – numbers for usa avengers number one to me was bloated considering the fact it really wasn't real in my opinion hmm. it was only for that book it was yeah it was only for that book so and, and i wow. and i know that you have incentives from time to time that all companies do dc does as well but i just wanted to say you know yes that is the number one unit number that was sold but you know, you didn't exactly, as a retailer, buy that many of that particular one. So, well, you, you want to know what this last list tells me? What <laughs> is that? Uh, DC better kick butt this year. That's <laughs> that's all I know. Uh, well, and I'm talking about in the movie in the movie side. Ah, of things. okay. They, they better kick butt <laughs> because they're kicking in uh, the books. Because look at. Look at where they were a year ago. 
obsolete in the sense of had one book. Now, since rebirth, they they're they're dominating or they're becoming dominant again where they weren't a year ago. So yeah, there we go. All right. Well, do you have anything else that I know uh, we've been talking on and off for about a little bit over an hour? So do you have anything else that you'd like to go over before we wrap up? No, nothing in particular. Um, I've just had a lot of fun with this comics conversation. And, um, yeah, just um, I would advise people or uh, I would try to push them to also check out – Another podcast I do, uh, techpedition.com. That's T-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-N.com. And on our last episode, we talk about the 2009 movie Dragon Ball Evolution as well as the um, the the newly released series. What's well, been out for a year probably now? Is Dragon Ball Super. Uh, we go into those two and have a lot of fun doing it. And it was it was a fun show to do. So. And I want to mention before we wrap that we did have a hello from Lee while we were recording. He does not have a microphone with him at the at the time, so he couldn't jump on with us. But he did, of course, send uh, best wishes and hello wishes to anybody listening. So wish well wishes from Lee, as he would probably would say. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to mention, we had uh, posted – about our live in our one of the groups that we're in earlier today, Southern uh, Geek, which is on Facebook. Uh, but we also want to point you in direction if you're in Mississippi or the surrounding area. There is a website, SouthernGeekFest.com. We've got a um, image link to our um, or on our website to their web- website, and there is an upcoming. Um, Southern Geek Fest 2 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi in May. I think it's May 20th and 21st or 20. It's it's uh, somewhere around there. The dates, I'm not sure exactly the dates, but they're on our website. So check out Southern Geek Fest and let them know that Discussing Who sent you. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thank everyone for listening. We will be back soon with another episode. And hopefully Lee will be able to join us. And in the meantime, thank you for listening. Send us your feedback. We want to hear from you. And with that, and without further ado, we are out of here. You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.